Today we dive deep into the CIA experiment known as Stargate Project. Investigating far beyond psychic abilities, the government spent millions of dollars exploring the power of the human mind and how it can be weaponized to target criminals and even end the Cold War. The major focus of the Stargate Project? Remote viewing. Are people really able to tap deep into their minds and see what's happening on the other side of the globe? Let's find out. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought that just because you're a dork stuck living in your mom's basement, you couldn't see what little Sally Rotten Crotch around the corner was up to in her bedroom, stick around. And get ready to take notes, perverts. This is Necronomapod. How do you guys feel about birthdays? Your own birthdays. Hate it more and more every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. I'm indifferent on it. It's certainly got to be different when like you cross the threshold and you're like, well, I'm probably closer to my death than I am my birth. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cross that threshold a few years back. <laughs> I'm sure I've already crossed that threshold. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to make it to 80. Come on. I eat gas station hot dogs. If That's I make true. it to 40, it's going to be an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, we're getting close to 40. Yeah, we'll both as, be... Oh, I'll be 38 next month. Yeah. I feel like as soon as that happens, the old jokes towards him won't be that funny anymore. They're not that funny now. <laughs> by then, by then he'll be like 60, so we can work on that angle. Oh, man. <laughs> the best part about it is the older we get, the older he gets. So it still works. <laughs> We're never going to catch him. <laughs> that was not my whole intention of bringing this all up. Oh, really? We're just like, I've never been a big fan of my birthday. I don't celebrate it. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't get into it. Even as a kid, I was like, I don't know. What do you want from me? It's my birthday. Okay. Yeah. Leave me alone. Buy me the new wrestling action figure and then just let me play with it in peace. You're That's really like, celebrating your parents fucking, right? It's really what you're celebrating on your birthday. The nine-month anniversary that's of right. your parents doing a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> your dad cream-pied your mom, yeah. and that's what you're celebrating. As our buddy Ed would say, your dad did a come in your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Nine months later, there you are. He didn't do a pull-out. No. Or he didn't do a did come on her face, or a come on her tits, or a come on her ass. He did a come inside of her. And through the good grace of God, <laughs> you were born. The miracle of life, if you will. It's beautiful. I don't know. All right. Yeah. I've never been invited to any of your birthday parties, so I just assumed you don't have them. Unless I'm just not, not on the invite list. No. Mm -hmm. I do not. Mine's Christmas Eve, so everyone's busy on my birthday. You had a one-up so. Jesus. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, fuck you, Jesus. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to price this right your ass and go one day before you. Uh, one cent, please. <laughs> <laughs> you price this right in Jesus. <laughs> Our birthdays are all close enough. We should have a party just for ourselves. We are all within a month of each other. Mm -hmm. That's true. We just have a big birthday party. Big necro birthday blowout. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. All right. 
in Vegas. Want to rent out the top <laughs> floor of the Bellagio? It's also, not a bad idea. <laughs> now you're talking. All listeners invited. Hundred dollars a ticket because we got to fucking pay for this thing. <laughs> Caviar, sushi, champagne. Oh man! Black tie event. Not speaking my language anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for the guests, oh, we wear yeah. the fuck we want. It's our party. <laughs> yeah, we can wear Shawn Michael shorts and t-shirts. Whatever. Exactly. All right, you had me with caviar, but you started losing me with the black tie. We're going to have a live performance from Shakira. I think I'm going to book her. I'm in talk with her management since we've started this conversation 12 seconds ago. <laughs> Starts at 9 p.m. until... Question mark. <laughs> so you know it's legit. It's going down. I don't think it starts till 1 a.m. if it's legit, no? Well, if I would have said 1 a.m., I felt like you would have been like, well, I'm going to be asleep by then. <laughs> so I would have said that. <laughs> That's why I said nine. You can party for three hours, then you go to bed, and then Ian and I will take over from there. Why don't you have a little bit of fun? Maybe I meant 9 a.m. Eastern standard, or 9 p.m. Eastern time. Got it. There'll be a live... Audio video feed of the party. People can tune in and watch. Yeah, everyone's in black tie and wearing our fucking Shawn Michaels shorts, <laughs> just walking around eating some caviar. <laughs> I do like some caviar. Anyways, okay. Well, birthdays are coming up. Then they'll be passed, and we'll just all be a year older and a year closer to death. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus! Sorry, your party's so lame. <laughs> all right, we're. Uh, Doing a little science tonight. Yeah, we're gonna talk about remote viewing. We talked about this way back and science or pseudoscience. Well, I guess you be the judge. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you're talking to. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe so. I don't remember what episode it was, but I know very early on, remote viewing is where the Blumpkin came from. I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> Why did we talk about it? I don't was know. Was it like an Art Bell's show or like what? How did that even come up? On the tribute to Art Bell, there was a Major Ed Dames call. So it oh, was the Art Bell. call, an uh, interview with Major Ed Dames. Yeah. Okay. We never really expanded on it since then. No, I don't think we have. We might have talked about it a little bit in like MK Ultra or something, but not since the old days. Mm -mm. I pulled the clip from the Art Bell show from 2019. Do we want to revisit it? The Wait. Art Bell clip or our clip? Oh, our clip. <laughs> sure. I've Art heard Bell's it dead. Then. We're still here. <laughs> God damn. I don't like I, that disrespect <laughs> of Art Bell. I haven't heard it since probably close to then. So. Mm. This is going to be cringe. It was, it was something. <laughs> this was our second show ever. Don't love that. <laughs> here we go. This was pre, <laughs> pre board, pre microphone. This was just pre headphones, uh, pre everything. <laughs> I think we had microphones. We not had these mic ones, though. not yeah. these, not ones. good stuff. Yeah, we had Radio Shack equipment back then, probably. And you may be able to tell. So Dave's gonna remote view for us. He's gonna focus real hard. He's gonna get himself to another place at this time, exact time, and we're gonna use these classified that were now declassified questions as well as maybe some of our own depending on you know what he's what he's given us to kind of figure out what's going on and what he's seeing and witnessing and experiencing is that correct yep and these are the questions were 100 percent real from project stargate these were declassified questions right 
that have now been obviously we all been able to access and see. Right. So we're going to use some of these to help guide him. But we're also going to throw in our own questions because we want it to be at least somewhat relevant. You know, should he um, not give us much information? Correct. Yes. All right. Well, Dave, what do you think? What do we got here? Let's get this started. Okay. Dave, I need you to really use your willpower and use your mind to answer these questions in remote view. I'm going to begin concentration exercises now. Om, 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 om. He's, he's focusing pretty hard. We'll give him a second just to kind of try to get there, I guess. I don't want to break his concentration. I appear to have arrived in some sort of room. Is there. Can we ask you some questions? Yes. Dave, is the site predominantly dry to the point of being arid? It is not arid. It appears to be a well air conditioned 68 degrees. Is there significant movement or motion at the site? I'm not seeing any motion. Well, wait a second. I see a man walking in. Can I you... believe I'm in the bathroom. He's sitting down on the toilet. Can you make out this man? Who is he? Oh, oh, I'm trying hard to focus. It it appears to be actor Jason Sudeikis on the toilet seat. Jason Sudeikis? Good Lord. Are we at Olivia Wilde's house? Are ruins a significant feature at the site? I don't see any ruins. I see Jason Sudeikis's hairy legs sitting on the toilet. Do they at least have dual sinks in the bathroom? Yes. Good. Classy. Is he just taking a shit, Dave? He's reading the paper. He appears to be trying to move his bowels. Wait, there's a woman walking in. Good Lord, it appears to be the beautiful actress, Olivia Wilde. Oh, we're really tapping into something here now. This is, all right, let's try to dig into more. Is science or high technology a significant aspect of the site? No, I believe it is a flush toilet. Is Olivia Wilde wearing panties? Yes, Good grief, that's all she's wearing. Is the site area predominantly flat? Yes. Is she interacting with the male species? No. Wait, she's she's kneeling in front of him. Oh my. Wait, she's she's grabbing his penis. Oh my goodness. Oh good grief. I believe Olivia Wilde is giving Jason Sudeikis a blumpkin. What did he tap into? <laughs> We're in some place here. She's really working it. <laughs> Dave, are her movements rapid and swift? Yes. Are they thorough? Oh, yes. Does he seem to be enjoying this? Oh, yes. Does it's she... really a blumpkin. I hear he's evacuating into the water while being serviced at the same time. Oh, it's a blumpkin, all right. Does the stench seem to affect her in any way? No, she loves what she's doing. As if this is common practice? Yes. I think he's nearing completion. Are you hearing any noises that sound out of their element? <laughs> yes. A blowjob on the toilet bowl is clearly out of its element. Oh, oh, oh. Dave, we still have you. Oh. Dave, are you there? Did we lose him? Um, Was he one of the ones lost? Is he going to be have to checked into a hospital? Oh, Dave, I'm back. I'm back. Jason Sudeikis just blew his load all over the splooge, knocked me back to reality. You saw all of this? Oh, this remote viewing is for real. 
So Olivia Wilde is that talented. You saw it. She is quite a lady. Well, I'm convinced. Declassified documents. I'm convinced. That questionnaire will take you anywhere. I think we just <laughs> proved it. Thumbs up for remote viewing and two thumbs up for Olivia Wilde. Well done. Well done. Good stuff. So remote viewing is pretty cool. I'm a big fan. I'm a fan of practicing it or trying it. Uh, however, I don't know if I buy this one so much. It's interesting. I do believe that Olivia Wilde probably gives Jason Stakis blankets. I am all for that, and I believe that 100%. I'm wiping a splooge off of my uh, face as, as we speak. How about that from the Wayback Machine? So my, fa- my favorite part of it is that by remote viewing, Dave was actually there, that he got splooge on him. <laughs> he wasn't just seeing it. He was actually there. I mean, my understanding of remote viewing isn't uh, 100% accurate back then, five, yet it still five years ago. Yet it still worked. Apparently the old adage, the family that blumpkins together stays together is not true because uh, they have since divorced or separated. Isn't she married to uh, Harry Styles? No, I don't think that lasted. Oh, that's over. Yeah. So Mr. fucking TMZ over here. Keep up on Olivia Wilde. Harry Styles. What's the age gap on that? A lot. Then wasn't he with someone else after that, too? Felt like he was another high profile. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. I don't follow him. <laughs> was that show any good? Where he's the coach? It looked funny. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That looked like Absolutely. something I would watch. And then it's I just very good. decided to rewatch West Wing again. So yeah, yeah. I recommend it. Anyways, all right, let's jump in. The general idea is that remote viewing is a mental ability that allows a person or viewer. To describe details about a target that is unavailable to normal human senses, unavailable due to distance, time, or being blocked by something physical. For example, a viewer could be asked to describe a location on the other side of the world, one that he or she has never visited, or a viewer could be asked to view an event that happened years ago, or describe an object inside of a container or a locked room. Sometimes viewers could even describe a person or a series of events all without being told anything about the target. Doesn't adding the the time aspect of this just completely, I don't know, change all of it or make it even more uh, crazy? Like seeing things on the other side of the world, okay, you get in an astral projection, you leave your body and stuff. But yeah. being able to look back and see things that happened years ago, that's a whole different thing, right? Like that makes yeah. it, seems, you know. Time travel off the chart, more complicated. Mm-hmm. Time travel esque, sure. The seeing of things came in when like Ed Dames comes in. Mm-hmm. It gets a little weird at that point. They're talking about like remote viewing JFK's assassination and stuff. The time travel part of it. Yeah, I don't understand how that works, and that comes in way later. Hmm. Make it the time travel part makes it easier to think that it's fake because you can just see old film or video and be like, well, I'm seeing this and I'm seeing this and, you know, it's already happened. So, you know, it's easier to kayfabe it a little bit. Seeing something, telling me what's going on right now in Beijing would be much more impressive. Would it? I think so. I I would believe it more if, if, well, especially like what we're going to get into where, um, I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah. like, you know, someone's predicting that someone's about to die. And then that night they die. Like, 
That's pretty impressive. It, it is. As opposed to, well, I, you know, I watched this Zapruder film 500 times, so I saw this guy itch his nose at this moment. I, I guess if you're talking about a historical event like that, but if you're just talking about anything, adding the time travel, time space part to this complicates it exponentially. Yeah. Remote viewing isn't standard psychic abilities or clairvoyance. It's something that the U.S. government spent millions of dollars on trying to perfect and use for national security purposes. We have very literal definitions of what was needed to remote view because the CIA has since declassified a lot of this information. You need three things to remote view, a viewer, a monitor, and a target. From a 1986 CIA report said, quote, Viewer, the percipient who accesses and records data about the target. The monitor, an individual who tracks the progress of the RV session, provides the necessary environmental and procedural framework, and queries the viewer for details about the target. And the target, a term that includes almost anything imaginable, objects, events, people, places, functions, etc., Targets are designated by an agreement between the remote viewer and the monitor at the time of the viewing and are strictly defined by their property of uniqueness. Uniqueness is that agreed-upon characteristic that separates the target from all other potential targets. Examples of unique targets range from a single photograph in a specified seal envelope to geographical locations specified through encoded coordinates. That's very wide open. Mm, Yes. That literally means just anything. That ever happened or existed. That's how I, that's how I read it. <laughs> we could be the targets of remote viewing. Sure we could. Someone could be watching us now. Well, I'm pretty sure we are the targets of remote viewing when our female listeners are flicking their beans thinking about <laughs> us, right? <laughs> and by me, bean, I mean vaginal lips. Because what else is there to play with down there except your vaginal lips? And occasionally inserting two fingers a half inch into yourself <laughs> as appropriate fingering goes. <laughs> Just the first knuckle, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to get real, uh, you know, offensive and abusive here. Come on. That's for the pornographies. (laughs) So just slap your meat around and do whatever it is you do. Slap your meat around. (laughs) Has that ever been said about a female masturbation as opposed to men? Nope. Just just tonight. Well, I'm going to get that tattooed on me. And then next, it's going to be a picture of an Arby's roast beef sandwich. (laughs) Lots of horsey sauce. (laughs) I had Arby's the other day. Horsey sauce. (laughs) Doesn't matter. You know, when you DoorDash Arby's, they're very stingy with the horsey sauce. Really? Yeah. I went the other day and I got two roast beef sandwiches, Mm -hmm. six packets of horsey sauce they gave me. Yeah. That's the appropriate number. The one up in Lodi I went to. Yeah. I go there because it's. Just, I feel like it's quicker to get it to than going to the town. Six packets for two. I was like, you mean coming. <laughs> like fucking super bad. Just all over my face with the horsey sauce. That's the appropriate amount. I write it in the comments on DoorDash. They don't give a fuck. They're like, fuck <laughs> you. They're like, fuck you. We're going to charge you $55. Yeah. And we're going to give you one packet. Like, are you paying? Are you buying these out of your pocket? Throw me a fucking handful <laughs> in here, you asshole. Yeah. What's your fucking problem? <laughs> It sounds crazy that the U.S. government would be involved in something like this, that the CIA would be willing to spend millions of dollars on it. But it was Cold War times, and things got a little crazy. People were willing to look past a lot of things or do a lot of things. 
It was really crazy in the Cold War. I heard it was pretty chilly. It's extremely. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little Cold War background. It was the the you know the period of tension between the U.S. and the Soviet Union from 1945, right after World War II, through 1991. Basically, after the Berlin Wall fell in '89, the Soviet Union basically dissolved in 1991. Cold War because there's no active fighting between the U.S. and the Soviets. More proxy war type stuff. You know, they invaded Afghanistan, so we armed the Mujahideen rebels. That worked out well on 9-11. You know, they brought the nukes to Cuba, which almost became a very non-Cold War. The world almost ended. Cuban Missile Crisis, like Mm -hmm. very close. I don't so, think that's talked about quite enough. It's not. I'm not sure pe- most people, you know, realize how close we came. It's it's a wild story. As much as I love uh, Bobby Kennedy, I tend to think that JFK is a little bit of an overrated president. You know, I think Camelot plays a bigger role in that, you know, than than what he actually did. Oh yeah. Had he served two full terms, maybe he would have been great. But uh, the way he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis, that's that's his. Shining achievement, in my opinion. I think that's right. Save the world, more or less. Save the world. That's not hyperbole. That's no reality. We would have this world would have been blown to pieces. Yeah. So anyway, Cold War. Both sides looking for any edge they can get over the other. Very suspicious. Always trying to. What are the Soviets up to? We gotta keep on top of it. So they're looking for crazy ways to do things, which we've heard about a lot of the crazy projects the CIA was up to, and uh, this is just one of them. Even some of the Roswell stuff ties back to the Cold War. Yeah, Because that's sure. some of the theories was that it was like a test vehicle that the Soviets were using. Yeah, anything that happened. Russians. Yeah, <laughs> Russians. It seems like a lot of stuff we d- discuss on this show, though, you know, all goes back to the government and related to war, like with with the Cold War or with the Nazis. You know, just that pushing the boundaries of what we believe, what's reality, what we know, because you're facing perhaps imminent threat. Yeah. You know, and maybe that happens in peace times as well, but certainly not to the extent that we've discussed on this show. It was interesting times for sure. Well, and thank you to Ronald Reagan for telling Gorbachev to tear down that wall and ending the Cold War once and for all. Yeah, yeah, he, he was did great. it. He did it. <laughs> he did it. Yeah, he did it. We did some. <laughs> Over the years, this project had numerous names. Gondola Wish, Stargate, Grill Flame, Center Lane, Project CF. Then in 1991, they consolidated all of these things and gave it its final name, the Stargate Project. That's much cooler. Gondola Wish? What the hell's that? When you want to go to Venice for your honeymoon? Gondola Wish? Well, it's it's a fun name. It's not not scary. Project CF. What's that? Cuck fuck? Is that one of your projects, Mike? <laughs> I've never had one name that, but I might steal it. It's like they just, like whoever names these projects just says what they're looking at at the time. Like <laughs> grill flame. You're just sitting at a cookout watching somebody grill. I want to work for the federal government and just be in charge of naming their projects and operations. Like, eh, that'd be a uh, blue ink pen. <laughs> that one, uh, whiskey lullaby. Chances are those names go down in history somewhere. Yeah. In 1970, a video of classified experiments going on at a Soviet laboratory was circulating through the U.S. intelligence community. 
One of those experiments showed an unnamed woman using psychic abilities to kill frogs. Essentially, she was stopping the frogs' hearts with her mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty that's sweet. Pretty cool. The majority of people who saw the video felt that it was nothing more than Soviet disinformation, but there were enough people in the CIA who felt that the United States needed to look into it to either disprove that psychic abilities could be used for war or intelligence purposes, or if psychic abilities could be used like that, the U.S. needed to do it better than the Soviets. Got a one-up, of course. And the main goal with how this started out was to disprove that this would that this was real. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You don't want to believe that the Soviets can explode your heart by looking at you and thinking about it. So, yeah, we should disprove that. Shit would get wild if that was It would not possible. be good, no. You don't need guns anymore. They just have a bunch of... They're psychics on the front lines exploding our soldiers' hearts, <laughs> and it would not be a good day. The frog video got psychic abilities on the CIA's radar, and then later in 1970, Yuri Geller successfully predicted the death of the second Egyptian president, Gamal Nasser. I think we've talked about Yuri Geller on this show before. At least you've brought him up. Yeah, he's that point. Israeli illusionist slash ma- magician that Ben spoons with his mind, <laughs> that's allegedly. His, that's, that's his claim to fame. That's his claim to fame, yeah. A lot of his, You remember the amazing Randy, James Randy, who was like mm-hmm. a magician, and he decided to become a debunker and go after like uh, charlatans and these. He, he went after and debunked everything that Yuri Geller did. He makes a lot of paranormal claims as his powers were given to him by extraterrestrials. Uh, he went under hypnosis, claimed he was sent to Earth by e- extraterrestrials 53,000 light years away, that kind of thing. He's still alive. Yeah. There's an interesting story where he went on Carson, and Carson conspired with the amazing Randy beforehand. Mm. They consulted with him to like figure out a way to trip this guy up to disprove the nonsense he was going to do. <laughs> and so James Randy helped them set up props or, or something beforehand. And this guy thought he was going to go on and get interviewed by Carson. But Carson then invited him to do his tricks, but with, like, I guess the props that were already there. And he really embarrassed himself because he's like, oh, I'm not feeling good today. And, like, none of his <laughs> stuff works. So, yeah. I can't believe Carson Daly would do that. To <laughs> Carson Daly. <laughs> Interesting fact about Yuri Geller, when he renewed his vows in 2001, Mm -hmm. do you know who his best man was? Who's that? (laughs) Fucking Christ. (laughs) Michael Jackson was his best man. Really? Yeah. I think they had a falling out, though, and things ensued later, but yeah. Mm. How about that? Michael hit on his kid or something. (laughs) (laughs) Let me fuck your kids. <laughs> I do it for the children. <laughs> <laughs> Just go bend spoons. It'll be all right. <laughs> See, Yuri Geller is an interesting guy. He still makes predictions or says that he can see this type of stuff. Yeah, There's yeah. recent world events that he says that he could have prevented or he predicted. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that, too. Hey, in the next eight months, there will be a school shooting. <laughs> yeah, well. I think you already scored today, pal. Hmm. No, no, no. 
I'm counting that one as before me. Oh, that's in the past. <laughs> the next okay. eight months. <laughs> so in September of 1970, Yuri Geller was performing in Tel Aviv. And in the middle of the show, he started having heart palpitations. So he stopped the show. Yuri told the audience that he had a premonition that the president of Egypt had just died from a heart attack or he was going too soon. People started leaving the show because Yuri was having these claimed heart issues and he wasn't performing. But sure enough, that night, President Nasser died. Yuri's seemingly psychic prediction caught the attention of the CIA. So between Yuri and the frog video, the CIA was ready to go all in on psychic abilities. Mm. And they planned, it would take about a year or two before they would get like an official project up and running. Hmm. Yeah, the thing about that is Nasser had a heart attack at some conference when he was leaving, but he didn't die for a couple hours. So I'm sure that he got word that he had a heart attack and did this, and yeah. Nasser died later that night. You know, Nasser's successor, Anwar Sadat, was assassinated in 1981. How come uh, Yuri wasn't predicting that? Predict that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll listen to you. It's just weird how things like this turn out. That Yuri Geller, b being a scam artist, you know, essentially kicked off remote viewing. It is crazy when you trace stuff back like this. Like, we're not talking about friends, whatever. We're talking about the fucking CIA. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy's, that guy's the real deal. Let's get him in here. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but were things more believable before mass media was so widespread? Before... Oh, I think that's for I sure. Oh, it had to have been, right? It's like, oh, I got predicted dancers death. Mm. They're also having real success with MK Ultra at the same time mm. this is going on. So maybe that's kind of Okay. Boosting like, yeah. oh well, if we're able to do this, maybe this is real. All right. That's a good point. It's not exactly clear what was going on regarding the CIA and extrasensory perception between the period of interest in Yuri Geller and 1972. But in 1972, significant amounts of money were given by the CIA to Stanford Research Institute of Stanford University to officially study ESP. Physicists Russell Targ and Harold Puthoff were given the job of finding out if ESP was real or not. And if it was real, could the U.S. government use it? They found their first person... Their first candidate was a guy named Ingo Swan. A lot of names in this episode. Oh, a lot of names. If your name's Ingo Swan, of course you can do ESP. First what cousin of Teal. <laughs> <laughs> what about the great Kreskin? They didn't bring him in. Wasn't he the ESP guy in the 70s, the great Kreskin? I don't know. Who is, is he like a TV guy? Yeah, I think so. He did the ESP stuff. I surely don't know. The great Kreskin? Before your time. Sounds like a meal I would order at Denny's. Like, give me that great Kreskin. I'll have a moon over my hammy and a great Kreskin. That sounds all right. My friend here will have the great Kreskin. That sounds all right. Ingo Swan was an artist and a scientist, but most importantly, he claimed to have psychic abilities. Ingo is where the idea of remote viewing really comes from and the, the name remote viewing. At this point, the CIA didn't have a specific goal but Ingo had already been claiming that using his mind, he could accurately see what the weather was like in other parts of the world. And he would get really specific and narrow it down to U.S. cities. Hmm. I saw an, an interview with Ingo where 
He said he named it remote viewing because this started out where he couldn't find his TV remote and he was looking for it. <laughs> We've all been there. That's not even remotely true. <laughs> I was just trying to get Ian to go, really? Like, no. <laughs> you didn't bite on that one. All right, so you don't have access to you know widespread weather data back in those days. So being able to predict the weather in San Jose when you're in Milwaukee probably seems like a... Doesn't seem like probably is a big feat, right? Like live look at it. Right. Like someone could, you know, pick up the phone in Seattle right. and he could tell them what the weather oh, is. Oh, Seattle, it's raining. Oh, you got it right. <laughs> Amazing. Of all the cities you picked, yeah, not the right. best one. <laughs> oh, Cleveland? What month is it? December? Oh, it's uh, cloudy and overcast and it's cold. Hey, you got it. <laughs> Ingo published some articles for the American Society for Psychical Research and met a fellow researcher named Gertrude Schmiedler. Together with Gertrude, Ingo found that he could change the temperature readings of weather instruments while those instruments were sealed in insulated containers 25 feet away. Ingo sent his findings to Dr. Puthoff, and Puthoff asked Ingo to come out to SRI and show them in person. The first thing that Pothoff and Targ had Ingo do was to see if he could affect a cork detector that would be buried five feet underground. And the floor was cement that it was that was buried under. According to reports, every time Pothoff asked Ingo to think about the detector, the readings from the device would noticeably change. Pothoff and Targ were convinced that Ingo had psychic abilities, so they brought him on as their first test subject. However, the guy in charge of this program, CIA officer, Dr. Christopher Green, was still really interested in Yuri Geller. So they brought Yuri in as well as the second person. So what do we think about these claims? <clears throat> We're going to talk about the, you know, the data collection later. Leave something to be desired? Yeah. Not following the scientific method? Hmm. <laughs> Not as closely as they could have been. <laughs> but this is a true story at the same time. Like this all really it happened is. and right. it was documented for the CIA and the army, you know, when it transferred. When you document stuff for the CIA, are you embellishing results because you want more CIA contracts? Maybe you get paid very well. Maybe you do. Fucking around with psychic stuff at Stanford. <laughs> Maybe you do. <laughs> instead of teaching classes and mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. The first thing that they had Yuri do was guess the number on a die. Three. <laughs> the die would be placed in a sealed box, and Yuri would have to guess what number it was facing up. According to Puthoff in the reporting, Yuri got it right multiple times in a row without missing. They did a test where Yuri had to guess objects that were under aluminum cans. So they would have 10 cans set up with objects inside. And according to the reports, Yuri got it right every time. Puthoff and Targ drew on some index cards and sealed them in their own envelope. Then the envelopes were put into a safe. They asked Yuri to draw what was in those index cards, and he got it right seven times in a row, according to those reports. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> if you draw like me, they can interpret it any way they want. The Rorschach drawing is like, yeah, I, I see that. To work whatever they're going for. 
He's like, oh, it's a cow flying, uh, having sex with a unicorn. Yeah, that's what I see. <laughs> Incidentally, that's what I drew. Yeah, there you go. So right now, do you think this is Ingo, Pothoff, and Targ just like playing the CIA? Colluding? Yeah. Just like, let's keep this going. That's what it sounds like. It's a $20 million project. <clears throat> that's your tax dollars at work there, fellas. Mm. Not yours. You weren't around yet. <laughs> None of ours, but somebody's <laughs> tax dollars. Disguised behind uh, public safety, right? Yes. National security. National security. Got to beat the Soviets. The experiments evolved, and eventually they got into true remote viewing, which Yuri wasn't as good at as Ingo was. It started with two scientists driving to a random location, and then back at SRI, Ingo would be told to draw what the scientists were seeing. Ingo allegedly did so well that the experiments expanded to the point where Ingo was able to look at coordinates and accurately draw and describe what that spot on the world looked like. I'm going to say that the drawings and the declassified documents are absurd. I don't even know what I'm, I don't even know what I'm looking at in the drawings. Oh, this is the pyramids. <laughs> it, it's it's real bad. I'll send you guys some pictures for the socials, but this is a tree in the outback. That's right. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Very good. It, it's presented as evidence, and I just I don't know what I'm looking at. Mm. And it's wild that it's in an actual CIA brief, like declassified yeah, yeah, yeah. documents. I mean, is this a case of the CIA being so hungry for something cool, something that they could get one over on the Soviets? Like, all right, well, you know, they weren't really looking at the evidence empirically and they're like all right we'll 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 agree with you on these results i've seen things when i was researching for this talking about that the soviets probably loved this whole program because we took the bait on the stupid frog video i'm sure they loved it they were laughing at us drinking vodka sure (laughs) puthoff and targ were slowly building a team of psychics for the sole purpose of remote viewing and their next recruit was a guy named pat price Around the same time that Pat Price joined the program, Dr. Puthoff was asked to bring in a remote viewer to potentially assist in the kidnapping of Patty Hearst. We've talked about Patty Hearst a couple times on the show in the past. She's the heiress to the Hearst newspaper fortune. And in 1974, she was kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Army. Those guys, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It is an interesting story. It really is. I think like a maybe a bonus show or something. I heard. Oh, yeah, it's Super wild. Cool. But in short, she was found and arrested 19 months after being abducted. And by that time, she was a fugitive wanted for crimes committed with the members of that group. Wait, because she started robbing banks with them. And right. She was on the security camera holding a machine gun. And then it gets into hmm. like this whole debate of, you know, she wasn't that way when she was kidnapped. You know, what happened to her in that? In that time frame. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She ended up being convicted. They, the prosecution proved their case that she willingly joined the Symbionese Liberation Army. And in 1976, she was convicted for the crime of bank robbery and sentenced to 35 years in prison. That was later reduced to seven years. And then her sentence was commuted by President Jimmy Carter. And then Bill Clinton pardoned her. Fucking liberals. <laughs> I made her suck my cock a bunch of times before I signed that pardon, boy. 
You better, All right. you better believe it. Well done, Mr. President. Well done. <laughs> Glad to have you back. Did you grab my cock like you hit that AK-47 <laughs> in that bank robbing that money? Don't you rob my balls of all their sperm? <laughs> rob these balls of their jizz. Take it. Take it, Patty Hearst. Take my blast to your face. <laughs> if we can just forever have any time that Michael Jackson wants to join the show, just have mm. President Bill Clinton instead, the podcast would be better off. For it, That's, no. <laughs> I nobody said Booty the hole. words. <laughs> no, Booty fuck you. Why are you here? I thought you called him. No, oh. <laughs> we didn't say the magic words. Right. He says it himself. Well, you know, the technicality. You mentioned his name. Maybe he dropped in. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, Michael, uh, we don't want you here today. <laughs> Talking about Patty Hearst sucking my cock. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> Tell him. Can't you do something about? Uh, Michael Jackson, don't you have any power still, Mr. President? I have no more powers. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, anyways, for trying. Takes all my power to drone out Hillary's voice talking all, <laughs> all day long. Blah, 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 blah. That's why my cock sucked. That's funny. He's been sitting in the corner all episode, <laughs> just drinking whiskey, hanging out. I just want to go back to Arkansas and fuck trailer park horse. No, I got to live in Westchester, New York, go to all these fancy events. just want them trailer girls back in Arkansas. I saw a video of you uh, recently. pussies. <laughs> Mr. President going to some bookstores. What was that in New York? <laughs> Pretending to be uh, literate? I don't know. I'm a Rhodes Scholar, Mike. I don't know who the fuck you're talking to. <laughs> literate. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Mr. President. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, go, Patty Hearst, tug my asshole. <laughs> I'll see you boys later. He's a much better guest than Michael Jackson is. I just yeah. have to go on record for that saying that. He at least <laughs> no. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking guy. So Doctor Puthoff took Pat Price into the Berkeley, California police office to see. If remote viewing could help the investigation. Ian, can you say puth off Pat Price five times in a row real quick? <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> puth off Pat Price. <laughs> At this point in the investigation, no one knew why Patty was abducted. So they handed Pat Price a bunch of mug shots to go through. Pat pulled out three and... Supposedly, in the end, those three mugshots did really belong to the kidnappers of Patty Hearst. Pat worked on Patty's case for an extended period of time, trying to remote view her location, things like that. But he didn't really get anywhere past those mugshots. I there's hmm. no like concrete proof. I find it very hard to believe that he actually did that. But I, I don't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> There's some weird claim with Yuri Geller, who they consulted on a, a kidnapped Hungarian model or something. He, he said something, but she was never, like, she would be found something. She was never found. So presumed murdered. Just nonsense. Thanks, Yuri. Yeah, appreciate it. Let's go bend <laughs> the fucking spoon, you asshole. Pat Price worked on multiple projects using remote viewing, and in 1975, the CIA brought him on as an official intelligence asset. From there, what Pat Price worked on is still classified, but he did die from a sudden heart attack later in 1975. No autopsy was ever done on Pat Price, so we just have to take the CIA's word for it that he 
had a heart attack. Do we? Do we, though? Maybe he's a star on the wall at Langley. Pat Price. Yeah, you, you read this. Like, I, I just read these couple paragraphs, and it sounds silly because I don't believe in psychics at all. But Pat Price really was an intelligence asset that worked through this program. There has to be at least some sort of, I don't know, some sort of base for them to bring him in, right? Yeah. Something. There has to be something there. But who knows? You'll never know. Or are they just desperate and searching for anything that they can yeah. sink their teeth into that has any little bit of credibility, and then they beef it up and make something up? There's not much oversight, like right? They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, the CIA wasn't answering to anybody, really, at yeah. this time. Yeah. Even they were having all kinds of hearings then. They're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck do whatever we <laughs> want. Fuck you, Congress. <laughs> What's that black bag budget looking like this year, motherfucker? Between 1975 and 1978, the CIA was under a lot of pressure from congressional oversight committees. Things like Watergate, um, MKUltra was being questioned. In the MKUltra stuff with those hearings, it was... Just like a general, like, hey, we would like to know what you guys are doing <laughs> over there. Yeah. Oh, nothing much. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. We're just giving people acid, making them jump out of windows. <laughs> don't worry about it, though. Protecting the country. Watch out for those Soviets, you know. National security. Yeah, national security. Blanket. Blanket term. This is right around the time when you get that mass purging of the MK Ultra documents and things like that. But the U.S. Army came in and rescued the remote viewing program. They told CIA officer Christopher Green that they would like to fully weaponize remote viewing. None of the proving whether or not it was real. Just move forward with it and weaponize it. At that point, the project became an Army intelligence program called Operation Grill Flame. The Army put together a team of 15 to 20 remote viewers to assist them in various operations and they got their first big one in November of 1979. Militarily, if you could remote view, it would be awesome for the U.S. military, right? Yeah. Like you'd have people, I feel like that'd be the greatest weapon you could have. It absolutely would. You'd have people in rooms at the Pentagon, you know, painting targets in Yemen, anywhere across the world, right down to the bedroom they're in, minimizing civilian targets via drone strikes and whatnot right a lot of it was fucking unbelievable a lot of it was for the layouts of buildings and things too that was yeah. a big part of this is you know somebody sitting like you said in the pentagon wherever in remote view a specific you know let's say they're looking to raid a building you know the military is looking to raid mm -hmm. somewhere theoretically the remote viewer would be able to kind of map out the inside of that building first yeah yeah that's what they were trying to do i i understand because it would give you a huge advantage they could do anything really <laughs> yeah you could strike it well this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. it's a time of transition a time of change summer is coming to an end and fall is here with that comes new routines changing weather and yes football season does the stress from any of this keep you up at night? Does your brain start talking the minute it touches your pillow? Do your thoughts start racing at inopportune times? Back-to-school routines can be difficult to manage. The cold weather can become a burden. 
shorter, busier days can often cause us to question our choices and decision-making process. It turns out, one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative cycle and find some mental and emotional peace. Therapy can be beneficial in helping us learn about ourselves, which in turn gives us the ability to calm our brain down and keep those racing thoughts in check. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and with that extra confidence, nothing can hold you back. So, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Necro today and get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. On November 4th, 1979, the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, Iran, was stormed by rebels and multiple people were taken hostage. Part of the operation in getting hostages back was to use remote viewing. Six remote viewers worked around the clock to try and see where the hostages were being held and it's for real around the clock they had these six people locked away in hotel rooms remote viewing for the majority of their days eventually the remote viewers started seeing all kinds of graphic images of soldiers dying helicopters exploding and that's on track with what we're about to talk about but they were also seeing things that made no sense like safari animals stampeding like these people were being <laughs> Push to their like a mental breaking point. If you sit in a room all day, how do you know when you're when you've acquired a target? Like what's like what's the point when you're like, all right, this is it? Before you start hallucinating, how do you? I don't know. It's hard to put yourself in that spot and say, all right, when I like, how clearly do you have to see? You're like, all right, this is it. It's the real deal. I'm not just imagining this. Also, what are you being given? Like, are you just supposed to scan the world and see trouble? Or are they like, we want you to focus on this? Yeah, do you get a map of it. Tehran, of downtown Tehran? Right. Like, are you, like, say this this was legit in, like, 2001. Are you able to realize, oh, there's terrorists in the United States? We need to get them? Or, like, like how, like, are you scanning the globe like looking for like anti-American, American. Like I don't think so. I think safety, this is a specific like, target base. That's and that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Which they, at the same time, then it, how does that not become brainwashing? Yeah. This would rely on the coordinates to the embassy. Very specific. Yeah. But so I'm sitting here in a hotel room all day. I'm thinking of this of the American embassy in Tehran, where the students took was it like 55, 60 of uh, the. Americans hostage. I'm thinking about this building. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Like, at what point am I hallucinating versus what point am I like, all right, I'm zoned in. I'm really seeing something yeah. over there. Yeah. Like, how do you tell? You go crazy after an hour, yeah. right? Right. And then it, everything you see, you believe. You're yeah. going crazy. Or you just start agreeing with the whole process, right? And start yeah. making up shit, yeah. potentially. If you're sitting in there for, you know, six hours, six, eight hours doing this nonstop. Yeah. I, mm, I don't know. I can't sit still for 10 minutes. No, I would have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> the program at this time, 
it only had a 44% success rate. And what the CIA and Army were considering, successes weren't groundbreaking psychic predictions. It could be any small detail that was correct. Um, that sounds like number fudging. Like 44% is, yeah. is it going to rain today? <laughs> That's the thing. It you're just, in San Diego, you're like, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> So was this expanded at this point beyond like these couple of yahoos we talked about earlier? Like who were the re- like? Yeah, was it more than them? Yeah, like they, where were you recruiting these people so, from? So they did the base research mm-hmm. for this program. Yeah, and yeah, now it's out of their hands completely. This is an army thing. Like who are the people? Just like privates that seem to have high cognitive abilities that we're gonna draft for this program. Yeah, there are military remote viewers. All right. How it's told is not long after um, these remote viewers had these this breakdown where they were seeing all this crazy stuff, there was a failed hostage rescue attempt where a helicopter crashed, killing eight U.S. military members and one Iranian translator. Now that happened. Yeah, Operation Eagle, Eagle Claw. I don't know that the remote viewers predicted this but mm. they should have called the president if they did and said hey uh maybe lay off would have been nice probably cost carter's <clears throat> presidency right hmm. big part of it i think that was the one of the major parts of it that and there's probably a secret deal that reagan made with the iranians because they released the hostages during his Inauguration. Mm, no, nah, you're, spe- you're speculating. You're speculating now. Uh-huh. How dare you say mm-hmm. stuff like that? They just didn't like Jimmy Carter. It was mm-hmm. plain as day. They liked that good, honest, upstanding American president we elected after that. Not we. I wasn't alive for that one. I don't think you were in voting then. So you can't even take credit for that. I was that not. One. They did release the hostages during his inaugural. Oh, address, yeah. It though. was as soon as he was sworn in. He was sworn in. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Argo? Mm-mm. Is that Ben Affleck? Yeah, it's I'll really pass. good. That movie. Pass. Look, <laughs> this is a really good movie, and it's a very interesting story. Like during the whole confusion when they stormed the embassy, six of the embassy employees escaped to the Canadian ambassador's residence. So they were hiding there, and they figured they would eventually get caught. It's a true story. It's a true story. Yeah. It was just declassified not yeah. that long ago, and uh, one of the CIA. A CIA team put together this whole fake project where they were movie producers making a movie named Argo about this monster. Like they were Canadian movie producers and they went to the country and like bullshitted the Iranian authorities and they were able to to sneak out those six American um, embassy employees under the guise Mm. that they were, you know, making this movie. It's really cool. Yeah. That's crazy. It's awesome. What a cool movie. Argo. You can look up the movie poster for Argo. Like it's just like this Godzilla monster. (laughs) They did this whole fake Hollywood production studio and everything. Yeah, it's a really cool story. So those those remote viewers quit. Um and some of them have since come out to speak about their experiences. But the army moved on without them. The project was now being ran by General Albert Stubblebine from Army Intelligence, and he believed that there was potential for everyone to have psychic abilities. They just needed to find a way to unlock that ability. CIA officer Christopher Green, 
he had been working with this for a while at this point. So he's, he's like, I don't think this is how this works. Something wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> but stubble by moved forward with his idea and wrapped was formed, which is the rapid acquisition personnel training. Full speed ahead, motherfuckers. Even you can be a remote viewer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a brain? Do you like to travel the world in your sleep? Would you like to join Wrapped? The training sessions for Wrapped were held at the Monroe Institute in Virginia. The training would last for one week where the potential remote viewer would stay in a very small room that only had a twin bed in it and listen to hours upon hours of guided meditation. On the seventh day, the trainees were taken to a room where they laid in a big circle and listened to a guided meditation together. The guided meditation eventually transitioned to a male voice asking questions like, are there terrorist attacks coming in the next month? Super aggressive stuff. <laughs> and then Christopher Green guy's like, this is not a good idea. You're essentially getting these people to a state of borderline hypnosis and then getting really aggressive about future terrorist events. And sure enough, after a couple months into the project, an army officer training to be a remote viewer threatened to kill one of the members of the scientific team after he accused her of being a spy. And with that, General Albert Stubblebine was removed from the project. Mm -hmm. Goodbye, General Stubblebine. <laughs> if that even is your real name, I'm not convinced it is. Is that a good alias name, Stubblebine? It's a shit name. But... You don't like Stubblebine? <laughs> Mike Albert Stubblebine. Stubble, Stubblebine. Hello, I'm Mike Stubblebine. I'm here no. to fuck your wife. No. no. <laughs> Doesn't really roll off Guy will immediately slam the door in your face <laughs> and on your boner. Yeah, he sounds like the cock. Stubblebine. <laughs> fuck out of here. He wears a cock cage. <laughs> cock cage. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it's 1991. So this has been going on for like 20 years. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> Not many results, though. <laughs> this is the biggest like bumblefuck of American history <laughs> that just keeps going. I can't believe this. And Art Bell regular Major Ed Dames comes into the picture. Yeah, Major Ed Dames. <laughs> Did Art Bell, so I'm sure Art Bell believed in this. He would feed into it at least because that's, you know, he knows. Yeah, how I mean, to... he had Ed Dames on all the It was time. good for the show. He yes. loved hearing about He this. was on a lot. Yeah. Well, okay. tonight we'll have Major Ed Dames again. <laughs> He's traveled to uh, the planet of Kakakuku. And... I never listened to the interviews he does, Art Bell. Mm. I've always listened to the open lines about anything. I like, I tend to just like those because <clears> they're shorter, like, you know, right. have the topic, you discuss it and move on. So I, you know, I'm not familiar with his interviews as much. You should get into the ones with the regulars. Yeah, with you know. Ed Dames, Courtney Brown. The what's the doctor? The 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 priest. Oh, Malachi Martin, <laughs> Father Malachi <laughs> Martin. Those episodes are real creepy. Yeah, the and regulars actually, are good ones yeah. to get into. Actually, Doctor Michio Kaku was on there quite often too, and he mm -hmm. was real good. And he's a legitimate dude. Yeah. All right. Uh, Richard Hoagland. Richard Hoagland, yeah. He's the face on Mars guy. That guy is wild. <laughs> Have we talked about him before? His name sounds familiar. Probably. Linda Moulton Howe is on quite often. Yeah, I, I remember her. 
<laughs> Father Malachi Martin. That's good stuff there, buddy. I don't believe any of that for a second, but it's creepy. So Ed Dames has claimed to be a supervisor of the Stargate project during this time frame. There's no proof of that other than that he was part of the program to some degree. It's just, I don't know if he was running it or not. At minimum, he was a monitor for remote viewers. Regardless of what Ed's role was exactly, he started going off the rails trying to get people to remote view Atlantis, the JFK. <laughs> Atlantis. I, I remember all that. Yeah. The JFK assassination, Jesus's crucifixion, if there were or are aliens on Mars, all kinds of stuff. But it's just why he became a coast to coast regular. There's some really good episodes out there of him talking about remote viewing Satan and stuff, like seeing what the or the Jesus. Antichrist. Oh yeah, yeah. There's good stuff. There's a laundry list. We'll get to at the end here. <laughs> this is greatest hits. So you can remote view. Oh, you can remote like, view just about anything interdimensionally like. type stuff. You do whatever you want. Okay. Well, whatever. You're there's mind. no remote viewing rules here. Okay. Rule books thrown out the window a long time ago. It, it ended as soon as Ingo Swan got came into the picture. Or I'm, Yuri Geller. I'm remote viewing gonna... your penis right here from across the table. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's twitching up and down. Well, I, I would argue that this thing lost credibility long before Ingo Swan got involved, but that's just I. In 1993, Ed Dames branched out on his own, creating the Psy 3000 company. I used to play that. I have Mortal Kombat on the side. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I got a new play, a PS5 this week. I was playing old Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It was so fun. Tekken. I was playing Tekken. The old one. All the greatest so tips. It's yeah. like, the, does the PS5 come like with all of that? Or like no. you could just buy old things? Like I'm not familiar with how that how that works. You can do that. You can get the like the online subscription gives you access to a bunch of the old. It's almost like catalog. a Netflix type thing now. It like is. Old yeah. games you can sure. just start playing. Sure. And there's can you do Twisted Metal? Too. You do Twisted Metal yet? I I didn't see Twisted Metal. That's one of my favorites. That game was fun. What'd you say? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. I think we talked about this recently. Favorite video games, and I was like Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal is fun. GoldenEye. WCW, NWO Revenge. I was playing some Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh yeah, is that Did the you see new trailer one? for the new yeah, one? The new one's coming out. Dude, yeah, the graphics are so crazy. I know it's nuts. It's so realistic. Is that how video game systems are now, Dave? Like, like you don't buy games; you just have like a streaming service. Either, of games? either or. You can do either or. And you pay like a monthly subscription uh -huh. type thing, and you get access to almost everything. Like a not everything, like a revolving catalog of what's available that month. And it. Like if a new, like if Grand Theft Auto, what is it, six comes mm -hmm. out, would you have access to that? Like, I don't, I don't think so. No, no not until like it'll be like it'll so be later. like in theaters. Like they want you to buy the game first. Sure, and then, sure. Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. I have not played video games since I think PS3, and I I never was good at like the um, RPG games. Yeah. Like once they got really complicated. Yeah. So I was just stuck with like the NHL, the Maddens, the NASCAR, like that. Just like the sport game. Yeah, I haven't played in a long time. Like I used to play a lot of Counter Strike, and was that like back a, in the old days. was that an Xbox or a PlayStation thing? Like a PC game. Oh, okay. <clears throat> what was the other PC? Doom. 
Wasn't yeah, Doom, Doom a PC game? Back. Yeah, that Quake one. going way back. Like, I remember you know, Quake. It's on Xbox now. Quake was Quake so fucking fun. Mm. Yeah, you can play that against other people and shit on Xbox. Remember the Rock movie Doom? Mm. The Rock was I do. Oh, yeah. the, the whole final scene was the first person like shooting. <laughs> do you remember that? Like it was so bad. <laughs> we were in college. Where I went to go see that. I I I was just like, all right, well. <laughs> It's my wrestling guy. Yeah, he's in a movie. <laughs> See, he's more than just the Scorpion King. Like, this guy's a great actor. He's going to do great things. So, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I showed them. Yeah, he did. Or I told them. I didn't show them shit. I didn't do anything. Now he's the fucking highest paid guy in Hollywood. He really is. Suck on that. It's Tom Cruise in Scientology. <laughs> he keeps getting asked if he's going to run for president. Tom Cruise? No, Dwayne Johnson. And I think it's going to happen at some point. Look, in this day and age in American politics, I have ruled nothing out. But he's, it's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire. I think it's going to happen. Not 2024. There's a Mike Namapod prediction. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to run for president one day. I'm not sure we're going to have elections after mm-hmm. 2024, well. but we'll see. Could also be a thing that happens, <laughs> but... You know what? A lot, uh, policies like that can't stand up to the rock bottom. And if he gives them the rock bottom <laughs> on the people's elbow, there'll be elections again. <laughs> I'll, I'll vote for the rock for president. Constitutional amendment. Boom. People's elbow <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> was he born here? I'm trying to think. I can't remember where he was born. You know, he his dad is Canadian and his mom is Samoan. <laughs> nope. He ain't going to be president. But I think he was born in the United States. Okay. I'll allow it. When they were, because <laughs> they both were wrestlers or in the wrestling business. I have to look it up. All right. I want to say Miami. I know he went to school. That's part of this country. There. Last time I checked, it was. Wish it wasn't, but it's for that whole fucking state. Let me do a research. I'll get back to you. Yeah. yeah. He's got my vote. <laughs> no. He's not even running yet, but. So in 1993, Ed Dames branched out on his own, creating the Psy 3000 company, where he was doing private sector remote viewing, trying to see all the crazy stuff like Atlantis. He's selling books on how to Mm. remote view, all that kind of stuff. At the same time, Courtney Brown, a political scientist and parapsychologist who was an associate professor in the political science department at Emory University, so a pretty legit guy. Sure. He started his own private sector remote viewing company called the Farsight Institute. Courtney Brown had also become a coast-to-coast regular. And as word started going around in the media about remote viewing, the CIA took the Stargate project back and started an investigation into what exactly had been going on for the past 20 or so years. Mm. So what year are we in now right now? 93, 94. All right. So Clinton's CIA department is like, uh, take that back, fellas. Uh, <laughs> I heard there's some uh, interesting stuff going on. Who is Clinton's CIA director? William Sessions. Does that sound right? That sounds right. I don't know. To be sure. Was it the entire term? Probably not. We'll I'll, I'll look that up. We'll get back to you on that one. And I did look it up also. Uh, the Rock was born in Hayward, California, just outside of San Francisco. Well, he can be president then. And he will be. (laughs) (laughs) If you smell (laughs) what the president is cooking. 
Uh, he would say that for sure and raise his eyebrow. If he ended his inauguration speech with that, so much of America would be so sad. <laughs> and then a few of us would be so happy. <laughs> In 1995, the CIA hired the American Institute for Research to do a retrospective evaluation of the Stargate project. This evaluation was conducted by Ray Hyman and Jessica Utz. Jessica concluded that there had been a statistically significant positive effect in the program, with some subjects scoring 5 to 15% above chance. So as in above just guessing the right answer and getting it. Mm. What year are we talking about? Tell me again. This is 1995. Okay, 1995 Clinton CIA director was William Studeman and John Deutsch. Two? I mean, he had an acting director. Hmm. The one that was confirmed. Never heard of either of them. Then George Tenet in 96. He had a lot of guys, Clinton. Well, they couldn't. None keep, of them were they could, William Sessions. They couldn't keep up with his legal issues. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, fuck this, I quit. Fuck this, I quit. It's like, uh, you guys want to investigate this uh, Whitewater uh, hillbilly in Arkansas? <laughs> telling lies about the president. Never happened. I like blowjobs. I don't like Whitewater. I like white jizz blowing out of my cock <laughs> on a face. Is not Whitewater. Ray Hyman argued that Jessica's conclusion that ESP had been proven to exist, quote, is premature to say the least. He went on to say psychologists such as myself who study subjective validation find nothing striking or surprising in the reported matching of reports against targets in the Stargate data. The overwhelming amount of data generated by the viewers is vague, general, and way off target. The few apparent hits are just what we would expect if nothing other than reasonable guessing and subjective validation are operating. Chun chun. <laughs> Math does not lie, right? Well, well if, if it's me doing it, it probably does. <laughs> <laughs> These two disagreed on whether or not ESP was real, and they both recommended that it needed a higher level of research in like a, yeah. a controlled scientific setting. I can get behind that. So the CIA decided that it wasn't worth that. They, were gonna, they, they closed the program in 1995. Hmm. That's when it was declassified too, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, right away. Mm -hmm. Does it say something about the entire project that the CIA immediately declassified it? They didn't hold on to it for a little while. I think that means it was a nothing burger and they're like, we don't, That's what I'm saying. We don't care. Get this out in the public. It's like, did this all... There become a flop kind of and they're just like whatever De like they don't like you know we'll give them this one so that they don't question us on 15 other things boy it sure seems like it and you know would major ed dames be on art bell if he was talking about classified material <laughs> i don't like what you're implying there pal i don't like what you're implying for one second I <laughs> who better to go to for news like this who's going to give you the time of day cnn's not going to give you the time of day Fox News doesn't give you the time of day. It's true. If there was anything to those stories, he would not be on the radio talking about it. There is no better time to prove your point than at 3 a.m. on the radio. That motherfucker would have been rounded up and put in Guantanamo if he was telling state secrets. So I think we can assume that none of that stuff was real. I, I agree. At the same time that Ingo Swan 
was doing his stuff as Dr. Pothoff and Dr. Targ were investigating this stuff for the mm. CIA. There was also another investigation going on. This is what, back in the 70s? Right, called PEAR. Stood for Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research mm. Laboratory. Some might call it just a decent fruit. <laughs> Underrated fruit. I love pears. I do too. Do they I, don't, they do, don't get talked about enough. Do I ever buy them? No. No. If I'm walking down the street and someone has a pear tree, do I pick one? 100% every time. Why don't I buy them for myself? I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a big fruit fan, but when it comes to a pear, I'll fucking eat a pear. Yeah, for sure. And then, Very overlooked. And I very... Uh, yeah, I will never think about a pear nope. until someone says the word pear. And then I'm like, you know what's pretty good? A pear. <laughs> it's a damn good fruit. It's very odd, right? Yeah. There's a, a place in town, uh, a breakfast spot where we go get brunch sometimes. And they do like mimosas. Like you get a bottle of Prosecco and a bunch of different juices and pear juice. It's awful. I don't ever want yeah. to drink pear juice in my life <laughs> no. again. The pear, the high, pear itself, it's fantastic. The pear high noon, one of the worst. Terrible. We're big high noon fans on the show. The pear one, awful. Shits. Awful. But an actual pear. Delicious. Yep. It's a conundrum. That is not a conversation I thought we were going to have tonight. <laughs> but we're very passionate about pears. Uh, apparently. Siri, have Instacart bring me uh, pears tonight. <laughs> You can get real fucking rude awakening when at 2.30 this fucking pair showing up here from porch. <laughs> so Jessica Utz was part of this, this pair okay. group. Um, they were very, very much on the side of psychic phenomena of ESP. Probably too much, you know, to be considered a valid... Scientific, scientific. research. So when yeah. she's brought in and, you know later on in 1995 to research it. I think there's flaws with her and that Ray Hyman guy points them out. Yeah, she's tainted. Um, she wants to believe too much. Yes. There's also a lot of issues with Dr. Pothoff and Dr. Targ not wanting to give over the information. They didn't want to send their records and their what they had found while they were working with Ingo Swan and Yuri Geller. It's hard to get that information from them. Mm. Which what are they hiding? Yeah, that's what Ray Hyman was saying. Like you're, you know, at a very prestigious place, Stanford, and you're not going to give over data that he said that he had never heard of that before. Like a scientist refusing to show their data. They didn't want any legitimate peer review because they probably would have picked it apart. Because they were probably all sitting in their laboratory fucking around all day. Right. Taking, <laughs> it was the early 70s doing fucking acid and much shrooms and like cashing CIA checks. Like, yeah, tell your yellers a picture of uh, Joan Baez under that aluminum can. Yeah. Have you ever seen... The George Clooney movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats. No. It's it's like a comedy about all this CIA nonsense that they I were remember, doing. I remember. It's really good. I remember it's the really trailers funny. of it. And then I remember thinking, like, oh, that's probably a good movie. Yeah. And then, like all, every other movie, I don't watch it. But yeah. it, I remember it looking okay. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It came out like 20 years ago, maybe? Yeah, probably 15. Yeah. But it's about a lot of this stuff. <laughs> it's really funny. Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah, I think there's a lot of flaws in in all of this. Yeah, they yeah 
it get it got really um like if you wanted to you could read really in depth into ray hyman debunking this like there's declassified reports and stuff like that's part of yeah. all the reporting that the cia declassified um you know. Instead of Hyman getting holes popped in him like usual, mm-hmm. he's popping holes in everyone else. <laughs> I was waiting for Hyman. Hyman joke. <laughs> when I wrote this outline, like, of course, this guy's last name is Hyman. <laughs> Instead of getting busted, he was busting the others. Let's call it the old switcheroo. <laughs> Reversal of fortune. With our friend Ray Hyman. <laughs> You're not busting my Hyman. I'm busting you. <laughs> So at Dames, we talked about that earlier. Dave, you brought it up how he has a laundry list of things that he has claimed from over the years. He's something at Dames. Some of the ones that get pointed out, he said that Martians would be caught stealing fertilizer from U.S. farming companies. Oh, yeah. Monsanto got ripped off by those Martians. (laughs) That happens all the time. The existence of Satan would be proven by science. There's all kind of episodes of him talking about remote viewing Satan and mm-hmm. stuff. He said that Bill Clinton would be killed in April of 1998 on a golf course by lightning. Uh, surprise, motherfucker. That didn't happen. <laughs> still smoking cigars. Still fucking. What are you doing at Dames? Nothing. That's what I'll tell you. Nothing. He said that he knew the exact location of Amelia Earhart's plane. We'll go point it out. <laughs> <laughs> He said that a cylindrical object containing deadly fungus spores released by aliens was headed towards Earth in 1998. Well, didn't get here yet. Maybe that was COVID. Maybe. What? (laughs) Little light. Little light. It got here. He claimed that Africa would be hit with major famine due to wheat fungus that would eventually spread to the Americas. Yeah, that's plausible. Sure. He claimed that 300 mile per hour winds would just sweep over the United the United States and just fucking destroy everything. <laughs> okay, that doesn't sound fun. Mm-mm. I just go in my basement. Uh, they they just went by. I'm still here. It's pretty windy up there. Nothing right? upstairs is exists, <laughs> but you're in your basement. I'm still here though. He predicted this is like his big one, and he was you know always on the radio with this kill shot thing. Um, he predicted that a series of powerful deadly solar flares which he called the kill shot would impact earth and just wipe out civilization between 2011 and 2013 i remember the kill shot that did not happen either it did not we are still here but i did see something the other night i was looking i don't even know what the fuck i was looking at you gonna talk about japan no, I'm oh. talk, like remember when the Mayan calendar, like the world was supposed to end in 2012, uh-huh. December 2012. I saw a theory about maybe the world did end in 2012, and we oh. were just like in some type of purgatory type thing. Ooh. Sounds like something somebody who predicted the world would end in December of 2012 would come up with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whose theory is that, Major Ed Dame? <laughs> is he still alive? Oh yeah, yeah. What's he have to say about that now? I don't know. I haven't paid attention to what he's doing. He said, oh, I was only joking. Like He said the world was going to end 10 years ago. What's the upside of making a prediction like that? Like, if it actually happens, you're dead. You can't brag about it. <laughs> I was right. The upside <laughs> is when you make the prediction. Yeah, but if it doesn't happen, you're like, you look like a fucking imbecile. 
Right, but the upside is at the time you get the publicity, you get the fame, yeah, the for- whatever. It. Not the you don't worry time. about looking like an idiot down the road. I think no. it's the cult leader type thing. You need to be charismatic and be able to, what do they say, like kick the, kick move the, the goalpost or yeah, whatever. Sure, sure. Just yeah. be clever enough to oh, do it. I, I think read that a little bit. No, no. Unfortunately, I think in today's day and age, it's all about that publicity and the headline, and then no one gives a fuck when it doesn't happen. That's true. There's no really no reality anymore. It doesn't no. matter if what you say is real. Nope. Or not. He also predicted. I was I was looking at Ed Dame's YouTube videos back in I want to say it was 2003. He predicted a big Japan, big earthquake in Japan. Oh, okay. That would take down a nuclear facility. And he, called, he said it would be a mini Chernobyl. Mm. He said it would happen 0506. So he was a little off, but then claiming credit for Fukushima in 2011. Well, that's. He was off by like fucking six or seven. A little years. bit, but he was just saying he was off a few years. He's yeah. you know, still the tr- more than a credit few. For it. The trick <laughs> is to be vague enough. Yeah, yeah. If it maybe if it happened in like two thousand eight, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll give you maybe. I don't know. It's pretty specific though. Big earthquake in Japan, nuclear power plant meltdown. He's only five years off. It's not terrible. Mm. It's not terrible. Don't, it's certainly don't look at me like not. that. It's not well, terrible. For, I wouldn't even look at him. But <laughs> I was talking to him. Oh, okay. But given everything else, like the sun's going to shine on a dog's ass every now and then, right? Like you're going to get well, somewhat close. You're going to get somewhat close if you make enough vague observations. I don't know. I'm going to give him this one because that was pretty close. Right, you How that. many nuclear facilities are in Japan? I don't know. 43. But it depends. Many? Like if that's the only I made that one, up. Okay. that's not a real number. I just made that up. But if it's like something that they're known for, but an earthquake and a yeah. nuclear meltdown, I don't know. That's pretty specific. All right, I'll okay. give him credit for that. So one. are you gonna give me credit when there's a school shooting in the next eight months, like I predicted <laughs> earlier? Of course I will. You and the FBI are gonna show tomorrow, up my door well, tomorrow morning. I'm gonna give you credit. Yeah. It happens every one. fucking day. Well, I'm just saying you got to play your cards right. Telling you right now, that's my prediction. I am with Major Ed Dames on that one. I'm going to give him credit. He called it. Mini Chernobyl. <laughs> Mini Chernobyl. If you could remote view, like what would you do with that superpower? What, what are we talking about? Are we talking about just like being able to look live at another location or like the whole mental chronovisor thing? And being I, able to I look don't know. It's, it's kind of a blurred lines here. Like, being able to look at anything in the present is one thing, but when you add all of history into it, that's just like where do you start? Exponential. Where do you start? That's even too much to comprehend. But just today, if you could sit in your office right now, you go home, you kind of put yourself into a hypnotic state, and you could view anywhere in the world. What would you do with that power? Practically, like what would you want to do with that? What could you do with that? I mean, my would first you, answer would be like the, and maybe an, I mean, obvious one. Like, I'm going to try to stop terrorist attacks on innocent people. I don't want innocent people dying. The second one would be if it's if it's more local, something home base. I'm going to try to stop, like we talked about earlier, like uh, school shootings. But how do you zero in on that? That's like, what. But my, that's what I don't. 
like my thought is coordinate based. You'd be looking in at Britney Spears' house, watching her dance around naked or with knives. Yeah, this her, is all coordinate. Well, that would be when I'm off duty, of course. <laughs> but you can't duty. just. You can't just. Like, That's what I was asking earlier. Can you just like scan a region? And be like, oh, trouble, trouble. I don't think so. I think like, it's do I have more... to be looking at like Tallahassee, Florida? I think at you this do. school yeah. to understand. So then I guess I'm going to focus on what is the biggest threat to. Our country to my freedom to That's our. That's not our, specific though. You got to look at a specific place. But then, so then, what's your answer? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking you. Like, but if I have that ability, my answer can is, I not ask the U.S. government? Like, or like, you know, where are our threats? Where are our targets right now? Because if I have that ability, I'm going to play that hand. Tell me where to look. I suppose my answer is I'm. Going to get the coordinates of Megan the Stallion's gym. <laughs> okay. And I am going to look at that ass tomorrow morning working out. That's it. I'm watching Meg's ass work out in the morning. Okay. All right. That's all I got. People will die, but he has seen that ass. But he has seen that ass. <laughs> Mine is a real world scenario. Yours is you don't have the coordinates. You asked me how I would use it to help the world. It's got to be more specific, <laughs> though. But, but, but we, yeah, just keep, we keep doing add-ons to this. Well, let's. I don't know the parameters of this. This intelligence. Well, let's go down the parameter. Let's Am I just invisible now? Because now I'm just invisible. I'm an invisible person walking around. Let's go down the. Let's go down the path of your scenario. Hello, Defense Department. This yep. is Mike in in Medina, Ohio. <laughs> I have remote viewing capabilities. Can you give me coordinates where we might have terrorists attacking us? I'd like to point out the terrorists to you. <laughs> but you're you're just a saying that I have this power. The government is training me to do this. No, no. Just if I give you this power tonight. Oh, well, then I wouldn't even take myself seriously. I'd be like, no, you're fucking dreaming. This isn't real. I wouldn't believe it for a second. I would do nothing with it. I would sit at home and do nothing with it because I would nothing think at all. I would think. Oh, this is bullshit, and you don't want to give yourself an anxiety attack. Right. So don't try to do anything. Right. Go fucking to bed. That's exactly what I would right. do if I had this power. That's a valid answer. I thought you meant I was a part of this team. No, you're not in a team, pal. You just yeah. developed this uh, superpower <laughs> no. at home. I would do everything <laughs> no I could. No one asked you to be. On I the would team. do everything I could to kill this power because I don't want the anxiety that would come with that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I would want to be able to do this all. The oh time. my god, you guys. No. Nope. Too much stress. Too much stress. Because then I'm like, well, what if I'm viewing Megan the Stallion and I get brought up on stalking charges? I don't want that. <laughs> she can't see you. You're in your basement. But I don't trust Playing it. with your wiener. I don't she doesn't know you're there. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. They'll get me. That's just, I'm telling you, the, my mind, that's okay. where I would go. Fair enough. And I would say, you know what? I'm just going to do what I know best and I'll jerk off to her YouTube videos. That or is something. a valid response. Yeah, it's not know. an honest response, but it's a. I think that's a very honest response. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to to manage all that. I would want to know the government was behind me. <laughs> no, you're be, no, you're lone wolf in this in my scenario. Yeah, well then no, I, I would I would just do everything I could to kill that power. Okay, I would not use that power. I don't know if I would want it all the time. You don't have to use it all the time. Yeah, that's true too. Maybe but, I'll hold on to but it. But then what does All that right. mean? Every thought you have. You have to focus. You got to focus. It. And you got to like really. You're like, um, um. <laughs> is that Olivia Wilde sucking Jason Sudeikis' <laughs> cock while he's uh, dropping a turd out of his ass? Om, <laughs> om. Um, um. 
takes a lot of concentration. You ain't just seeing Blumpkins in your sleep. You got to want it. You have to want the Blumpkin. You want to see it. I don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't want this power. I do not believe this. any of this exists. I think this entire story is fake. I don't believe a single word of what we discussed tonight. It happened, though. I know it happened, but I think it was all it's made up nonsense. It's a CIA project. Yes, and I think they wasted a lot of money. They wasted your parents' tax dollars. Well, my grandparents probably, but... If I could use it right now, the first thing that comes to my mind is like to look at some animals or something. Oh, there you go. Wholesome like, Ian. Like somewhere where I could never go. Yeah, like, like check out what's going on. Like African safari or yeah. something. Yeah, it's a good answer. I, I, I that's what I would do tonight. Ass. He's looking I elephants would never in tap well, You asked into me to go this. home tonight. Today I'm going to watch TikTok videos. <laughs> if I could do it in real life or in my mind, I would do it that <laughs> way. I would never tap into this if I had the ability to. Never. Oh man, I would never leave my house again. Probably. I would have a, a panic <laughs> attack as soon as I saw something. <laughs> Um, I think this is all faker than pro wrestling. <laughs> I think this is all bullshit. I've been waiting all episode to say this is all so stupid. It is a waste of money. This was a panic reaction by the government to try to, again, national security. I mean, I, I think they may have at least honestly tried to get something. I don't believe a single bit of what they discovered, allegedly. I, I think you're probably right, but... Do they owe it to the American people to look at every avenue of, of this type of stuff? In certain to, times, to try sure. to keep us safe. Yeah. I'm fine with this. Sure. It seems like it till 1995. Till yeah. 1995, maybe a bit extreme. Maybe a bit extreme. The mm-hmm. government works slow. Well, <laughs> they bring in doofuses and they work slow. They shut it down when it was time to shut it down, right? When did the Cold War end? 1991, when the Soviet Union dissolved. So, yeah, well, there had been no legitimate threats for a while, but yes, 1991 is when it officially ended. The Berlin Wall came down in 89. It was pretty much over. So, yeah, 95. It takes a couple years to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I like this. I like that the CIA is examining all avenues of, uh, I don't know, hostilities that could be. Sent upon us by the Soviets. I like it. Didn't plan out. So good. I'm glad they looked at it, though. I don't believe any of it's real. Oh, no. no. Major Dames can go suck a dick. I'm a firm believer that this does not work at all, that this is impossible. I tried it. I remember trying it back in the <laughs> RFL days 20, 30 years ago. I heard it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's not discount that. It worked that much. Doesn't sure. every guy try this like three times a day when he's jerking off to Casey Anthony or whatever else his thing is? It's the same thing. Maybe. I think for sure the Russians were laughing at us with this. I think that's that we someone, took the bait on that. Yeah, the KGB dreamed that up. They're like, yeah, let's make a video of frogs' hearts <laughs> exploding. Those dopey Americans, they'll, they'll go for it. They were right. Thanks to that frog and Yuri Geller. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Fun story. Mm-hmm. It's always fun listening to Ed Dames and that stuff. Just take it with a grain of salt. What about the Stargate movie? Did they poach the name from this project? Do you like the Stargate movie? I didn't see it. What? I don't think so. 
I'll look this up real quick. With a Stargate being like a, a portal to the other side of the universe. It's kind of like a civilization, like Egyptian-like civilization. No, with James Spader from the 90s. Oh, man, it's awesome. There's a whole series they made after it. They probably did because they consolidated the name like right mm. before they canceled or ended the project. They probably did. Oh, you got to watch Stargate. It's awesome. All right, I'll check it out. Oh, and also, I watched Nandor, Fodor, and the <laughs> Mongoose the other night. Yeah. It's awful. Really? It's the dumbest fucking I forgot thing. all about that movie. It's so bad. I, I did not watch it. It is really bad. Was that a Patreon show? No, we said we would remind people last week. We never did. Remind people of what? That the movie that I came was out? Gonna, no, that I was going to review it. Like, give my thoughts on Oh, that. that's right. I did it, not watch it. It's not good. It's a movie that did not need to be made. Hmm. That's a bummer. The only saving grace is Mini Driver, who's still very cute after all these years. But Or is the saving grace that people look up this uh topic and maybe find our show? <laughs> that might be the saving grace. We as do well, it, do we do it better justice than <laughs> this fucking movie? I, I think we did because it's not good. <laughs> it's just I don't know who thought making this movie was a good idea. It's just it's just dumb. I had trouble staying awake. It was it's not good. Mm. I don't recommend it. It's very silly. It serves no purpose. I did finish the Love Has Won documentary yeah? series. We talked about that in that episode, too. That is worth watching. Oh, the overtime show. That's yeah. Right. We said we would give a review of both of those. Yeah. I did finish the Love Has Won one. Yeah. And your review is? It's really good. It's definitely worth watching. Remember, we talked about how they drove for hours with her body <laughs> all silver. And they have some footage of... What was going on at that time? Because they were recording everything, so they're like fucking playing acoustic guitar <laughs> with her dead body and shit. It's crazy. I'm sure people would love to hear our thoughts on that topic. Mm. And if you sign up on patreon.com slash Necronomapod, you can hear that. We covered that topic before it was cool to cover that topic. Yes, we did, Mike. Yes, we did. Cutting Edge. One of our better Patreon shows, if I don't say so myself. I don't know. <laughs> I have zero recollection of the show, yeah. but I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> so yeah, two thumbs down on remote viewing. Yeah, as in being real. Yeah, two I thumbs don't, up and being fun. Fun topic. Don't buy it. Think the government went a little too far with it, but I understand why it started. That's my thought. I agree. All right. You got some patrons for us? I do have some patrons. Not sure we're going to match the names from last week. They were pretty epic. Let's see what we can Ep do tonight. Epic is a word to use. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to thank the following new patrons. Chelsea loves Dave. Let's rumble. Oh, Was she one of the ones in the ladder <laughs> match? I think she's a new contestant in the Dave. Goddamn. What's the six women now? Vying for your heart, I guess, in a yeah. no holds barred steel cage ladder match. I love every one of them equally, <laughs> but you love the one who wins the match the most. Of course, they show the great greatest physical strength and ability. Obviously, they can probably <laughs> jerk cock pretty good too. <laughs> Allie Harvey, Michael Murphy, Mel Anee, TJ, Shannon Nussier, Buster. Muffin half. <laughs> That's a gross. Buster Hyman. 
What are the chances of two busters in a row? It's uh, a rare name. Sounds like the same guy using his credit card <laughs> to take advantage of names. Bryce Papa Meet Metzger, Joshua Reamers, Jake Anthony Martin, Nick E, Sean Hullabaugh, Caden Robinson, Frank Paoletti, Seth O'Neill, Jacob Schwantes, Anthony Harmon, Duke Daigle, Justin Bennell, Laura Ramirez, Dave could probably fix all our daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> probably. He's old enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Amber Roberts, Milf Hunter, Dex Culvo, Roxanne, Ryder Wicker, Lindsay, Josh, Rebecca Karev, Tony. Start the doppelganger episode at 11.05.33, New Year's Eve, and Mike will say doppelbanger to start 2024. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's a thing someone took time to figure out and do. They are on it. And knock, knock, close your blinds, Mike. Thank you, new patrons. Ian, what do you got? For iTunes, I have one for Jules Davis and JL Easy 187. Thank you guys. Anything else on your end, Dave? Nothing, sir. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Necronomapod, Patreon.com slash Necronomapod, Amazon.com search Necronomapod for all of our merch, and Necronomapod.com. We have stickers still available. All right, you guys ready for a quick under? Cheers. <laughs>